three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. For tonight, I am sitting with my friend Mike. Say what's up, Mike. Hello, Jason. His older brother, Kevin. Say what's up, Kev. Hello, Jason. Hello, listeners. And Greg. Say what's up, Greg. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Uh, tonight, we are going to do uh, a podcast about songs that are better as covers than the original. Because I had made the claim years back that there is not a cover of a song, and a cover, again, of course, for those that don't know, is a remake of an original song. And I had made the claim that no cover can be as good as the original because it's the original, and it's just their version of what someone else did. But I have since changed that, and I think there are some select songs where the cover version is better than the original. But before we get into that, Let's do our This Is My Jam. What are we listening to right now? And Mike, would you like to go first? So this is a band that I uh, picked up on maybe 10 years or so ago. Okay. And I'm interested to see if you guys know this song. Okay. So I'm just going to play it and then I'll mention a few things about it. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Should I say who it is or no? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me no. you know. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I won't say what it is. Yep, yeah, I know. I don't think I know it. Do you think I know it? No. It was on a commercial. It was? Mm-hmm. For Major League Baseball. Probably 10 years ago. Who is this? This is the Silver Sun Pickups. No, I don't know it. Good. It's groovy. I like it a lot. Yeah. And, and, and the song? The song is called Lazy Eye. And why are you listening to it? Now, how did you stumble uh, upon it? So I stumbled upon it, uh, I think, again, just Pandora. Okay. I really liked it. They have a couple other really good songs. A newer lesser, newer a lesser known band. No, they're, they've been around, I don't know exactly, around 15 years or so. At least 15 years, yeah. Yeah, probably close to 20. Huh. Uh, and then I also saw them open for Third Eye Blind when I went to go see them, and they oh. were they were oh, no amazing kidding. live. Huh. They had a huge following. I was going to ask if you were playing the uh, Foo Fighters uh, Spotify <laughs> station, and this is what one this is one of the songs that came up. Uh, it could be. It yeah. could be. It's pretty but good. They're they're really it, good. It's they're, very, it's, okay, they're a cool band. And that whole album, and I'm uh, Carnival. I think is the name of the album. Yep, great album. Really, and that, the sound is very consistent on the whole thing. Oh, really cool. It, it's worth a listen. I'll give it a shot. All right, my turn. This is my jam right now because I was walking into my daughter's room about a week and a half ago, and she was listening to the new Harry Styles album. I guess it just came out maybe a month or so ago. Okay. And I never have been a fan of his nor any of his music necessarily. I have heard it be on the radio or in the car when we're driving around, but I I don't think I could name you a Harry Styles song. So I walk into the room and she's got this song on and I go, what is that? And then she told me it was Harry Styles. And I got to tell you, I really, really like this song. So, and I think this one's from his last album, but I liked it. My daughter went to the concert that was here not too long ago. It was called Sign of the Times. Okay. That's not the one no. you're playing. Okay. That's a good song too. So this is called, this is off of Harry's House. That's his new Harry's album. House. Harry's House. And this is called Late Night Talking. And I don't know what it is. 
I think it's because it's jazzy with the chord progression. So jazz has the two five one chord progression. This is a six two five one chord progression. I walk in and I go, what is it? Pop, pop music doesn't have this kind of like vibe. So this, <laughs> embarrassingly to say, this is I really do like this song right now. Nothing really goes to plan. And I think I think it's because of the fact that he decided to do something that pop music doesn't do because of the chord because of the chord progression. And I think that's what really hit me. No, so to me again, because I don't I don't hear the chord progression nearly as well as you do. It sounds funky. No, right, me, right. It's there's nothing like you wouldn't go. So it doesn't, oh, this doesn't is sound weird, like chance, right? But watch, but watch, watch what he does. Okay. Right. Watch, watch, watch. We've been doing all this late night talking about anything you wanna till the And then just watch this diminished chord. Now you're in my life. You don't, you don't hear that in pop music. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. So anyway, I went through the song. And honestly, the album, because I stayed in the room and listened to it, is really well put together. So, and I was thoroughly impressed with the new Harry Styles album. So when he comes here next time, are you going to be gonna amidst be- the crowd of, of, of you know shrieking teenage no, girls? No, I, no, I wouldn't. Well, you- but but I, was, I really am enjoying that song. Well, you can take your daughter to it, at least. Yeah, I could do that. But yeah, so I like that song. That's, that's my jam right now. All right, Kev, you're up. This is going to be my jam. Okay. And I'm not even going to... Uh, introduce anything. We're just gonna play it, and then then I'll talk. Oh wow! Are we gonna know this? I don't know. I like to think that the crickets. By the way, they were the world's first musicians, right? I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, as far as like making making sounds, sure. What what are we listening to? Hang on, just okay. Drowning here in so much cold Do I know that voice? So this is the band XTC. Okay. The name of the song is Summer's Cauldron. From, oh, it's like there's like phasers yeah. going on there. No, I've never heard this. Never heard. Now, hold on one second. When, okay. when it cuts in here, this is when okay. I really All right. start All right, to like ahead. it. So that syncopated piano. Want to take a guess what year this is from? It sounds older. The crickets and stuff are throwing me. I feel like that would be a more modern thing to do. But it is, it is 80s. I feel like this is 80s. So you got 1986 is when this came out. So yeah, again, the song, why is this your jam? The right song now? is Summer's Cauldron okay. by the British band XTC. Um, again, I love when that piano kicks in, and the album is called Skylarking from again, 1986, and it is on Robert Dimry's 1001 oh, no album, You Must Hear Before You Die. Uh, it's in the high 500s, and wow. so I just listened to it about maybe a month ago. And what'd you think? I love. Well, I I was familiar with the album before, um, but listening to it again on this part of the journey, I just. It, 
XTC is really, 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 good. yeah. And this album's considered their best. Um, there's another song called Dear God on there that you may know. That's probably the only one that you guys may have ever heard of. Um, but it's it's that it's kind of that Brit pop sound mm-hmm. to it. And there's a little Joe Jackson to it, you know. Oh, okay. A uh, little Elvis Costello. Um, I think it's just one of the best examples of the genre, you know, in that in, in yeah. that time period. So covers. Now I will say this is going to end up being like the 70th, maybe 75th podcast that we've done. And of all of the ones that we've done thus far, I have overthought this one the most. I've put the most amount of time and effort and energy and overthinking into the song selection of this one more so than any other one. It, it, it's a great topic. It really you know, is. No, it, it annoyed me. It like, it, I was concerned that we were going to have duplication. Yep. And I was concerned that... I'm not doing it the right way. So, so I want to talk about a couple of things. So well, we should mention one thing is that yeah. none of us right now know what songs we're going to play. For, Correct. Right. So Correct. We're, we're going and, in completely and blind. And we went in saying, why don't we each choose three songs that we think that the cover version of those songs is better than the original version of the, uh, of the song. Right? Okay. But then I said to myself, what does that really mean better? Does it mean that I like it better? Does it mean that it was better like received by the public and it was a better charting cover? Does it mean that they did a cover that the the, the uh, newer band did a cover and it was better because why? I happen to like that band better. What does that mean? That's where I really struggled. Same, right? Okay. So then I said no, it has to be something where someone did a better job than what the original person did regardless of my personal opinion, which was really hard because how, you know, better is arbitrary. Sure, right? of course. Okay. Then I said, all right, it also has to be something where you didn't just take someone's work and reproduce it. It has to be something that you took it and made it better. You covered something and then made it better. And that to me became really what was hard. Did you guys struggle with this too? Yes, I struggled as well. And I will say... I have at least one where I, it's subjective to me, where I, I think... Which is fair. Yeah. I think the cover's better, but to your point, right. it, it wasn't as popular as the original. Okay. Okay. So that's I have, fine. I have a mix. I have right. A mix. And that's, that's one of the things that I thought, too. Like, just because it was more popular doesn't mean that it was better. Right. So I, I wanted to address the biggest cover possibly ever that I don't think a lot of people really know about, which is now considered the number one song on the billboard 500 greatest songs of all time. And that is this song. This is Aretha Franklin's respect. The number one song. It's a great song. It's a great song. Is it though? As good as the original Otis Redding wrote it. Produce it three years prior. And is it better? I, yes, it is, but is it? What you want, you got it. It's, and what well, you, at least right? it's somewhat different, right? I mean, I give Aretha credit for... She made it her own. She made sure. it her own. She made and it an anthem. She made it she made special. It, she made it about everything of women's uh, lib and every right it, it's totally different from her than it is from him you, you nailed it she made it an anthem you know and, but is it, it, it made it hers better I mean soulfully I could 
could make a good case that his is he's screaming his guts out here. I mean, it's amazing. It's the great and, and it has the been horns then, are good too. And the greatest song of all time. So you and I have talked about this once before we in did. a previous podcast. Can any song be the greatest song of all time and and be a cover of someone else's song? I don't know if they can be. Like maybe it can be because you have to be totally subjective to each independent piece of work by itself. But I don't know. What do you think? It's it's hard to accept it as the best song of all time, right? As not an original because it's not original. Because it's not original. It's a great song. I mean, you want to put it at number five? You want to put it in top? T- I'm I'm all for it. Agree, I, but agree. I think to be the best song of all time, of all time, yeah, I think it's got to be yours. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, all right. So right. that is maybe the most famous cover. But that also, I don't think a lot of people know the original. Correct. Um, so, there, uh, I bet 95% of the pop- don't know the original was Otis Redding. Right. Right. Okay. So, I started there and then kind of went, well, all right, do I think it's better? I don't think it's better. I think she did more with it, right. but I don't know if it's better. And so, my version of better, I had to create this like criteria in my brain of mm-hmm. what I thought was a better song. So... I, I want you to go first because okay. I want to go third. Okay, <laughs> I want because I'm so like bat. cranky about this. Not not quite bat and clean up, but you want to be. I want to be, be third. Right. Okay. I want to be third. Right, so you, I'm going to hand it over to you. You right. tell me, and then tell me, please, because this was this was a big deal. What it was that you um, used as some of your criteria to say this is a better cover than the original. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to clarify again. We're playing cover songs, right? Yep. We think are better than the originals. Yep. Just cover songs. Yep. Not originals. So my first question to you, Jason. Okay. Does that mean that every Elvis song is eligible for this list? No, no. People <laughs> wrote him songs <laughs> specifically as songwriters. So no, there aren't covers. They were done for him. That was another thing I thought All of. Right. No, no, no. It's another thing I thought of because there's also at that time, there were, there were companies that right. would, people would, would write, so- write They would just write songs, make them, produce them, then perform them and right. say, do you want it? And they would make it just like it was made for them. They would reproduce it almost verbatim. Right. And then I think in the 60s and 70s and probably even into the 80s, I think that went away, right? And it was it more original yes. artists writing yes. their own stuff. Yeah. I think we're, aren't we back there, at least in popular music, that it's people, there's like a handful of writers that are writing the songs, like Jack Antonoff. My from guess Fun, right? is there's six songwriters that do half of all of the music of, we of hear. All the very popular yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Listen, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers because I'm, I'm very excited about if we this. We didn't bring that topic. up, by the way. It wouldn't be the podcast. I, it I wouldn't know. be the same. I, All right, I, go I, ahead. I got to bring All something right. up about right. but um, <laughs> and I'm wondering if one of mine might ruffle your feathers again. But all that being said, I'm very excited about doing this uh, podcast. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, and again, I think it's great ground to cover. So here's my qualification right. for the list. Um, and I think it's a little bit different than what you guys have talked about, but kind of like you know how the Yatsky guys had their when, yeah. when did the Yacht Rock podcast, the Yatsky scale. Um, they had a very specific kind of criteria and. So just because my criteria might be different from yours, I think that's fair though. Yeah, we're 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 trying to figure out okay, what what makes a cover better than the original? So um, I think a cover is better than the original. It has to have the ability to transform the song to some degree. Yes. Right. Um, here's a cover that I wouldn't even remotely qualify for this. See, all right. Phil Collins did a nice job with it. He brought this like '60s Motown girly sound to to right, but it's not better. It's certainly not better. It's not better. And it's but not, it's good. It's good, but it's not better. But what do you mean to say it but doesn't? It's, qual- it it because it doesn't. It, it's no different, really. I mean, it, 
if, if anything, the only thing he did is kind of pop sanitize it a right. little bit, right? Yes. I mean, he took some of the soul out of it that the oh, Supremes for sure. had. For sure. Um, but he didn't do anything to change the song. And so, you know, if, if you're going to do a cover in my mind, um, if you're not going to reinvent the song or at least bring something new and exciting or something so staggeringly poignant that it makes the song now a part of you. And so maybe when we talk about Aretha, I think she was able to make that song a part of her. Um, I, Let I, me ask I, you this. Wait, I'm, yep. On that same, is this better? Is it better? It's better? I don't... Wait, is it better or different? It's... It, but he's changing it enough to make it... Better? Make it his. I, I don't... I'm not saying I would better. Say, I would say better. It's better? Now, wait. Now, let's I wouldn't, say, agree, I wouldn't disagree with anybody that said it's better. Some kind of way out of here. Let's say... It's you're, it's one of those nights, okay, and you're in a folky kind of mood, and you've got the appropriate libation, and you're just you're by yourself, and you put this on. There must be some way out of here. Is it better? Say the joker to the theme. I love both versions so much. I do too. Too much and I will say to you, when you if you were to press me, even as a guitar guy, I will tell you that the Jimi Hendrix version is better. But is it better or is it different? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, is, this is what that's what that's what bothered me. Again, I think Jimmy's version would satisfy the criteria for me. I don't like Jimmy's better than I like Bob Dylan's, right? But he did something much new, different. With right? It, okay. Right? Okay. Right. Um, right. So again, I said something new and exciting. Yep. Or something staggeringly poignant. And so with okay, that, okay. keep this in mind. Here's my first this one. Is your, this is number one. This is number right, one. You right. ready? We're getting to it. Yes. Oh, I had this on my list. Oh, totally agree with you. Totally, totally agree with you. Yes. Do you guys know what this is? I yeah. You guys are shaking your head. Today. Go ahead. Tell them who it is. This is Johnny Cash playing the song Hurt. Feel the man in are, black. Are himself. you going to play the original? Yeah. Okay, cool. On the pain, the only so this is originally a Nine Inch Nails song from the album called The Downward Spiral. I, like, I will play it a bit. Um, here's the thing. The cadence and the delivery, I mean the cadence and the melody, excuse me, isn't super different from nope, the original as we'll listen. But what is, it's that pure emotional delivery yes. by Cash. Yes. Right? Um, because it's him singing this song, there's more to it. Yep. Than it if it was anyone else. My sweetest friend. Great tune, great pick. Yeah, I'm gonna move forward on to towards the end, so you can really hear even more of kind of the emotion as he gets towards the end. And he will let you down. It's. Yeah, the piano's strong. You, you know, Rick Rubin produced this. I, I did. I had it. He's starting to vacillate a little bit with his voice towards the end. Sure. Well, he's old at the time, too. Yeah. This was I'm relatively sorry. recent. I will keep myself. I would find a way. So, so um... It, it, it's just, it's powerful. Again, speaking of the, of the power of this song, have you guys seen the video? Yep. 
I feel like I have. Is it all black and white it, and it's him? No, they're, they're, so what that? happens is, if you haven't seen the video, I'll tell you what, it, it's a must. So it's the juxtaposition of a 71-year-old, clearly faltering Johnny Cash, playing guitar and piano, interspersed with images from his past. So I think it's where you're thinking oh, of the black and white okay, stuff. okay, okay. Um, and it, it, so it has him like playing at Folsom Prism, a prison, excuse me, uh, riding the train with his wife, June, uh, pictures of his parents on the wall, Jesus being nailed to the cross. I mean, so there's oh, all, wow. all sorts of this dramatic in- imagery. It, it's visceral. Um, it's the first word that I use. It's poignant. Uh, and his clearly ailing wife, June, is in the video as well. Uh, oh, briefly, no kind of looming over him as he pours wine over this giant feast that he has there, at, at, I assume is his house. Um, and so the video was shot in February of 2003. June died on May 15th of that year. No kidding. Johnny died four months later oh, uh, wow. in September. So this song, this video, was basically his epitaph, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, the British publication NME claimed that in 2011, this video was the greatest of all time. Uh, CMT, the Country Music Channel, in 2008, ranked it number one in the top 100 I didn't know this. country music videos of all time. Uh, as you mentioned, the song is produced by Rick Rubin. Someday we might need to do a podcast on him. Too, yeah. we, yeah. we talked about Todd Rundgren It would be, it would, it would be a three-parter. It's I mean, ridiculous Rick how much Rubin, he's into, I didn't yeah. realize how many things oh, that my he, God. he produced. Yeah, yeah. Um, and from so, from as 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 wide ranging as like Run DMC correct to Johnny Cash right like in everything in between it's, it's Tom Petty yeah um, or Jay Z so all right uh, so Trent Reznor he's the front man of Nine Inch Nails and the writer of the tune um, that, that that Cash is praised and he said that he, he praised Cash's version for its sincerity and meaning and further said it was so well done that the song isn't even mine anymore. No kidding. That's what that's okay. what Trent right. said about this okay. song. So we'll, real, real quickly, we'll play the Nine Inch Nails version. It's very industrial sound. I'm going to move forward a little bit here. No, it's a totally so different to the song. chorus. So there's definitely some passion here from him too. I mean, it's the requiem basically to his heroin addiction. Um, and it's a little slower than most of his stuff, but I, I think Johnny just. Just nailed There's it. something stripped down about Cash's version yep. that's just way more emotionally gritty. Yep. Yeah. And so for that, that's the reason. That, All that's right. my that's first one. M- I had it on my list. I had it on my list. All right. You're absolutely right. All right, Michael. Your turn. Greg, did you know that song? Your job, I think, tonight will be to say which ones you knew. Was it the original or the cover? If you knew one or the other or, or not at all, it's fine. And if so, if you did know them, which one do you like better? Is that fair? That's fair. And that blew my mind that Johnny Cash covered a Nine Inch Nails, Nails song. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I knew the song for sure. Yeah. But I didn't know that. Didn't know it was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I think it's also one of those things where Rick Rubin must have been like, look, you want to do something totally crazy? I right. got a great idea. You want to try this? And he was like, you know what? It does fit. And he did it his way and it worked amazing. Well, it's and so back to Reznor, because they obviously approached him about it and he thought it sounds gimmicky. You know, I'm oh, not sure I'm okay. for it, but go ahead, do it. And that, then when he heard it, he was like, oh my God, uh, that's great. Johnny killed it. So All right, Mikey, before you play your first song, do you want to tell us anything about your criteria selection or did you just go straight? Like, do I like it better or not? Kind of the former. So my definition is I would say looser than the two of you. <laughs> okay. Um, right. I have a mix, and uh, the first one I'm going to play is definitely a subjective taste for me. It's a special song for me, um, both the original and the cover for different oh, reasons. Oh, wow. Um, so, but you're saying that the cover is better. 
to me. To you. All right. So uh, the original was a hit. It reached number two on the Billboard Top 100 in 1978. The cover (laughs) is actually a very difficult song to find, um, which is why it's special to me. It was a B-side on a single of my favorite group, which you guys know. The the Foos? The Foos Fighters. Yep. Uh, it was a it was a B side to the single My Hero. Oh no, kidding! Oh, yeah. It was Which never was released on any of their albums until the tenth anniversary of the Color and the Shape. Sorry, can we just pause for a second and ask? They actually had an A side and a B side at that time. Like they came out with a single, and that was yep. the B side. Yep. That's crazy. And so um, you can't find it streaming on Spotify. I don't have the Apple. Music. Okay, right. I don't know right. if it's on there. Right. But I did download it like 15 years ago when I was still buying MP3. Oh, and so you have it from Napster? Did you get that from Napster? (laughs) No, no, it was Amazon. It was Amazon (laughs) when you could still buy the MP3s. Right. Um, So, again, it's just a special song to me, and I love both versions. Uh, I would say almost What are you going to play first? I'll play the cover. You're going to play the Foos first? Yes. Okay. And then you'll obviously know the original. Okay. Here it is. So far, I don't know it. I don't either. No. Wait, I'm I'm Greg, you'll know it. No. Oh my gosh, this is. Oh no, kidding! Yacht Rock, baby. And it's a Yacht Rock cover, which I thought was fitting. (laughs) Yeah, right. What? This was the B side. Yep, and it is, again, it's extremely hard to find. No kidding! How's the vocal? Let him get into it. I think it's good. I think he does a good job. Oh, it's great, isn't it? It's awesome. It's great. Just let it kick into yeah. the main part. I think that's where the difference is. Do you want to say what it is? For the so, yes. Uh, this is Baker Street by the Food Fighters. A Jerry Rafferty Absolutely smokes You know what It is better isn't it It's It is a great rock song Right here yeah, I don't know if I'm there yet You're not sold yet I like it though That's cool though what they do Yeah it is really cool The fact that you could take a song that is so not a rock and roll song and right. make it a rock, yeah. hard rock song yep. is well done. All right, you got you got to play a little bit of the original yep. just so, to hear how different it is. Did you know that, Greg? So leading up to that, I mean, we, none of us knew it, and then right. and then we. Do you know the hook though? You know that you know the, the, the song. Right. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. And you knew the original. Yes. Okay. Oh, All right. And so it's, here's it's the original, which. Again, by Jerry Rafferty in 1978. A big hit for him. Um, he was going through some legal battles with the Steelers' wheel right. at the time, which they oh, yeah. His band. Uh, parted ways. And, Stuck um, in the middle with you. And it was a, like a three-year ordeal, and he was going back and forth from his home to London. And uh, when he would stay in London, he had a buddy with a flat on Baker Street. And oh, so come that's, on. That's how the title of this song came to be. That's pretty cool. Is that a clarinet? That's, that's a jazz flute. Yeah. 
Might be keyboards, but yeah, it might be yeah synthesizer. But you gotta love that sound. I know when it comes in, it's, it's just so killer. good. Go to his vocal. Just fast. Just give give me a little bit of his vocal because it's so quiet and like soft. Great. All right, all right. That's you know what is it better? They're both great, but this again, this is where where personal preference I think comes into it, right? When, and it's like you love the foos. I think you love yacht rock, and you're like, oh my gosh, my favorite band did something from my favorite genre, and, they, right. and the two come together, and it becomes like fireworks. That's exactly it. Is that I mean, it? Yeah. I love the original. It's one of my favorite yacht rock genre songs. It's like well, if, the probably, Be- if the Beatles, started, if the Beatles covered like a Biggie song or something like vice versa, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you put the two together, like two yeah. far out things that could never exist in the same plane and yeah. put them together. And just one more thing about Baker Street. So you guys love the sax and that. Yeah. And and it, it is credited with like a saxophone resurgence in the early 80s. Oh, no kidding. Because, because, of, because of how good that was. Yeah. Oh, that's I, cool. I believe that totally. Okay. All right. My turn. Reluctantly, reluctantly, this was so brutal for me, and it made me really question um, some of my own feelings and opinions and um, biases. Okay, so I'm just gonna go right to it. My first song is a cover of my favorite band. Okay, and I have to be honest with myself, and I have to sometimes let my biases go and say that no one should ever cover a Beatles song. This is the original. Track number two from Sgt. Pepper. Originally written as a throwaway for Ringo. Like, let's just give him something to do. And it ended up being the second song on the greatest album of all time. And I think Paul McCartney's bass line on this song is maybe one of my favorites ever. If you just listen to what he does, it's absolutely fantastic. But that all that said, and I can go into, and I don't want to play too much of it because the Beatles don't like when you play more than seven seconds of their song. 14. Is it 14? Great. All right, so that'll be okay. Um, <laughs> I do believe that Joe Cocker's version from 1968 was actually legitimately better. The slower temper tempo. What would you do if I the soul, the serious grittiness of his voice, the power. Maybe there's a bit of that same what you were talking about with Johnny Cash, and that like you feel like he means it more than Ringo means it. I think that I like this version, and this is the better version. When uh, Denny Cordrell, which was the producer of this album, brought it to Paul McCartney, he said, Paul McCartney said, it was mind-blowing, and he totally turned the song into a soul anthem, and I was forever grateful for him for doing that. So I think that because not only did Joe Cocker perform this at Woodstock in 1969, um, but it was also because it was the theme song to The Wonder Years... A very important uh, television program for us, or at least for me. Yeah, definitely for us. Growing up, 
And I can't unhear his version now. And so whenever I hear Ringo's, as good as the album is, and is an important part of the collective whole, Joe's version is, in my opinion, better. Thoughts? Comments? So I got to go to the bullpen now because this was, <laughs> was going to be my last one of the three. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> that makes me happy and, and sad at the your same quote time. that you said from Paul, I have that written down, as well as the Wonder Years. And I will tell you, because I wasn't into the Beatles, I was probably... 12 or maybe 11 when the Wonder Years came out. Okay. I didn't know that the Beatles, that this was a Beatles song. I no, knew, no kidding. I knew it as this song. No kidding. Um, and so it was almost like it worked backwards. Exactly right. Exactly what right. What about you, Mikey? Same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I knew the joke. Yeah, I knew this version. All right. One, one, two things real quick. On guitar is Jimmy Page, the great second or third greatest guitarist of all time. And BJ Wilson from Procol Harum on the drums. Right. A great ensemble. So I think part of it, I mean, it, it's that blue-eyed soul. Vocal. Yeah. He made this so, so soulful, right? Yes. Um, the crescendo, the build on the this The three song. backup singers that sing all this that, soulful, it, right? It, is it, that it, in the it, back and forth? It, it's like a gospel in the background, man. It right? Is, it's so good. It's just better. So this is where I started and this is where like I got really cranky about everything and I, I said I gotta be honest with this and I also saw that in 2014 the BBC poll voted this the seventh best cover song of all time how just the seventh like, seventh okay so the Guardian in 2014 produced an article the 50 best covers of all time and I said okay well wait a minute I gotta pull up that list so I have the list here from The Guardian okay. of the 50 best covers of all time. I agree with 10 of them. In that I'm saying I think these 10 are better, 10 are better right. than the original. Okay? This one happens to be on there. And three of the other ones that I chose also happen to be on here. So I looked at this as more like this was a list that was like just covers that were almost not necessarily better, but the best covers, meaning... They were as good as the original. Right. So I had to go through this and go, but did it go, was it better? What was number one on that list? Pet Shop Boys, always on my mind, and it goes like this. As good as I should. Maybe I love you. Have you ever heard this version? Yeah. I haven't. I hadn't until I saw the poll. Well, number, Guardian is, is, is UK, too. Right. So it was probably big in the UK. Number two? Yeah. Was Johnny Cash hurt? Hurt your song. Number three, I'm not going to say. Number four was all along the Watchtower. Hendrix. Uh Yeah, and number seven was Joe Cocker. Joe Cocker. With a little help from my friends. So, Jason, I, I did not think that you were going to do a Beatles song. That's why I did this because, first of all, I thought when I when I said is this, it, is that why you said you were going to be like might ruffle my feathers? I a little thought bit? you were yeah. going to throw like a guitar pick across the room <laughs> and like right at my eye because how could anybody say? No, I had to be that, honest. I tried to really be honest with myself. And that's why it became really, really difficult. I'm pleasantly surprised. Okay. But like I said, I got to go to the bullpen. All right. Now, I'm so. going to go. All right. I'm going back to you. Kevin, what was number two? Um, the singer, um, he is far more known for his chops as an actor than his foray into music. Wait, say that again. So the singer of this song. Okay. That the I'm singer play, of the song is he, an actor. Is an, he's, he is an actor first. Whoa. And he's a... Of the original or the cover? This is the cover. You're going to play me the cover? I'm going to play you the cover. So let me know if you can figure out who's singing this. Okay. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. She studied sculpture at St. Martin's College. That's where I 
Is that um? Cauterize. Is that the she dude from Breaking Bad? Dad was nope. loaded. I said, in that case, I'll have a rum and Coca-Cola. More she popular said, in his day than the Breaking Bad guy. And in 30 seconds Still popular. time, All she right. said, I want to live like common people. I want to do whatever common people Is do. That, I want to uh, sleep with common people. I want to sleep with common Shatner. people like you. It is, is it? William. Well, what else could I do? <laughs> I said, it is, it is, it is. I, it is. I, I can, can hear it now, yeah. What the heck is this? So the name of the song is Common People. It's it's a cover of a pulp song, which I'll play. Um, but Shatner is turning this absolute song on its edge because of the spoken word, the passion he has. And then, if you let it play for here for a second, somebody else cuts in, too, to assist. I said, yeah? Well, I can't see anyone else smiling in here. Like common people, you want to see whatever common people see. You want to sleep with common people. You want to sleep with common people like me. It's, it's a little camp, but, she but it's fun. Understand. Wow! Here you go. Ready? You know who this guy is? What year is this? Two thousand four. No. Give me a hint. Uh, he was big in the late 70s, early 80s. Started I should punk. know that voice. Yeah. You probably, de- you probably never heard him sing quite that voice or something before. You'll never live like common people. I don't know. Do Who is that? So it's Joe Jackson. No, it's not. Yes. No kidding. Yep. What is this? So what's the original? So the original, again, it's from a, from a band called Pulp from okay. 1995, so I'm going to play that in a second. Um, but I just love the interplay between Shatner and Joe Jackson on yeah. the song. Again, Shatner just, just doing the spoken word thing, right? Have you ever heard his cover of Rocket Man by yes. Elton John, right? Yes. Yes. So obviously he's doing kind of the same thing here, but I think he was serious about Rocket Man, whereas he's being a little more playful kitschy. with this, right? A little, yep. little more kitschy. Um, so the cover, it, it's got energy, it's got verve. I mean, it is Daggum William Shatner, right? <laughs> On the box, man. Um, an absolute cultural legend. Uh, so the name of the album was called Has Been. It was from 2004. Uh, ben Folds, do you guys know Ben yeah, Folds? Sure. It was Ben Folds 5 and then solo for a while. Um, Definitely a future This Is My Jam entry. Oh, ben no Folds. I, There's some songs from him that are great. He's uh, really probably good. not for a whole podcast, but some, some songs that are great. So he, um, he produced the record, and nine of the 11 songs on it are written by both Folds and Shatner. Um, but this tune is far and away the standout uh, of the record. It's the opener. And Jason, you know I love a leadoff song, yes, right? You do. Yes, you uh, do. So I will say, though, as good as Shatner is here, without Joe Jackson... Um, this song just doesn't have the same punch, right? So here's what Joe said about the collaboration. He said, um, uh, that, that came through Ben Folds, who's a big fan, who I'm a big fan of. Um, you'd have to ask him uh, how he got hooked up with Bill Shatner. I don't remember. But I think he did a really great job of putting together an album behind Shatner that is fun and not completely cheesy, though when it is cheesy, it's deliberately <laughs> so. Um, he goes, how could I refuse? So I went to Nashville for a few days and uh, hung out with the two of them, and we created a couple of masterpieces. Wow. So, uh, no awards or anything for, the, for this tune, and not, I'm sure may, maybe none of your listeners will know it, um, but I just love what Shatner folds and Jackson Play me Delta, a little bit so of the original, please. Play the original so you can, you can hear the difference. Mikey, did you know this one? I did not. No. 
I'm definitely not gonna know the original, am I? No, I don't. No. So this album is from a uh, different class. Pulled this name of the band. 1995. This came out. This is 95. Yeah, it's interesting. Highly regarded in the UK. Really? This album. Yeah, Pulp, it does Pulp's sound a big UK. Britishy, but it sounds 80s more so to uh, me. Doesn't Here, let me. Is it better? Is it, or is it? Is it because it's Shatner? If it wasn't him, would it be? I think Shatner and Joe Jackson together. So here, here's the kind of the chorus. It's pretty good. It's pretty good on its own. It's, a, it, it's, it's good. A, it's a good song. Yeah. But again, if you told me it was '84, though, I would say, yeah, that makes sense. Wow. All right. So, but no. Well, like you said, I mean, if there are any Pulp fans listening to this, uh, <laughs> to this podcast right now, they're probably cursing me for for choosing the Shatter <laughs> version because it's so campy. Uh, and Pulp, like I said, they're definitely critically acclaimed in the UK. Um, but I don't care because I'm an American. I love what an American treasure Bill Shatner is and what he did to transform right, this right. team. We're so, very proud of you for that. There all we right, go. Fine, Mikey. Okay. Where are we going? All right. I'm taking you someplace kind of weird here. Great. <clears throat> and again. Part of the reason for me doing this was to avoid overlap with you guys, because I did I not thought, think I, I either one thing. of you would pick this song. I was pretty certain. Okay. But anyway, the original version of this song came out in 1967. Ooh, I like that. It was, it was a pretty good hit, hitting number 10 on the U.S. Billboard Pop Songs chart. Okay. Uh, it was re-released in 1992 by another band, where it got lackluster... Um, Okay. You know, yeah. just, it, it wasn't a big pop. Sorry, original song. was 67. The remake was 92. 92. All right. And it, you know, there wasn't a lot of um, radio play or it, okay. it wasn't a big hit. Was it however, released as a single or was it just something on the album? It was that, on an album. Okay. All right. Um, however, it got a new life in 1994 when it was featured in a very popular movie. And uh, Quentin Tarantino thought Ooh. that this remake was better the cover I know was it. better than the original. I know it, and wanted, it was on my list too. I wanted, you son of a gun! I wanted to see if you guys would guess it. <sighs> yep, yep. Go ahead. I, I don't know yet. I know it. All right, so I'm gonna get. Can I guess? No, no. Can I, can I hear it first? No, go ahead. Yeah. Right. What are you right. gonna play? The original or the cover? I will play the cover first. Go ahead. Girl, oh yeah. <sighs> Great song. Urge overkill. Yeah. Good job. Great job. But I'm gonna take issue with this. Did they do anything epically different that made it better, or was it because it was in Pulp Fiction? This was this. This is what I had to struggle with. It's very similar, and that's I didn't have that criteria in my list. Okay, but so when you when I you had pair one to the other, agreed this is the better version. I think this is better. Okay, okay. Great song. I agree with Tarantino. All right, play me a little bit of the original, just so you can and feel right, the difference. And, and right, that's such an epic scene yes. in Pulp oh, Fiction. Yes, it is. Which sure. is my that. favorite movie of all time. So again, Agreed. I'm going, like, these are my picks. You As know. you should. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just phenomenal. Here, here is the original by Neil Diamond. Girl, you'll be your woman. So I will say this is another song 
like right. will help my friends. I knew the cover before I no knew. No kidding. The, oh yeah. Before, oh wow. I, we didn't. We were not a Neil Diamond house in, in, in our we house. We were. So we were. We were. All right. So let me ask you this: If Neil had picked that version, the Neil Di- Neil, if Tarantino had picked that version, the Neil Diamond version. Would you like that one better? It's possible. Okay. And that's right. that. And that's what, what why Kevin I didn't make it on my list. What Kevin just mentioned, I also had not heard the Neil Diamond version before Pulp right. Fiction came out, which was the first time oh, okay. I heard okay. the Urge okay. Overkill version. Okay. So to me, that was the song. If you were to play both of them on their own without any of the movie references or anything, and you asked me which one was better, I would agree with you. I think that actually the new one is better. It has more life to it. It's just not different. It's just not that different. That was my problem. Yeah. All right. All right. Good one. Very good call. Wait, so did you have that? That was yeah. That was in the running. It was in the running, but it wasn't one that you. It wasn't were what I was going to do tonight. Gotcha. Okay. Because of the reasons that I just had said. Gotcha. All right. My next one is. I'm just going to get to it. Actually, I'll, I'll do it the way that Mikey did it because I like that. In 1973, this was a number one hit in the United States, Australia, and Canada for this female artist. She won the 1974 Grammy for Record of the Year and Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. However, I believe that in 1996, it was re-recorded and it did also go to number one in five different countries and also won the 1997 Grammy for Best R&B Performance by a duo or group. And I... Both songs, by the way, are on the Rolling Stone uh, 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list. Both. Both songs. And is the only song that is listed the same song on that list. Wow. Twice. Any guesses? I'm surprised there's... Um, yeah. No, don't, don't even... Don't, yeah, I know Hang you on. know it. I know I'm it. surprised there's, there's any songs. You yeah. Sweaty, but this you, is it. You took my third song. No, I didn't. I'm it's so okay. sorry. It's okay. This is the original Roberta Flack from 1973. And I know I'm not going to get Kevin's vote, and that's fine. But honestly, I believe that the Fugees in 1996 version is better. Oh my God. It is. It's just better. Yes, it is. Lauren Hill's vocal is better than Roberta Flack's vocal. I did not realize that this was 74, 73? 73. I would have thought a little earlier. Yeah, she, yeah. Yep. Great, great song. Great song. But it doesn't have the life, the energy, or the hip-hop beat. Yeah, it doesn't need it. It does. Because it's it does perfect. Need it. This is better. Is. No. Oh, my God. She's so good. Let me just get to it. I will, agree on, I will agree on her vocals. Her vocals are great. If not, and better. But, yeah. And it was so popular when it came out oh, no, I know. that it was actually deleted from radio stations having access to it. They pulled it because they wanted to have the uh, second single that they released, Ready or Not, be like promoted. That's how big of a deal this was when it came out. It was huge. Huge. Okay, so your reasons for liking this better are because it brings an energy to it? Yes. I like the hip-hop beat. I like the drums. I like the fact that they sampled Benita Applebaum's 1990 song by Tribe Called Quest. So for me, hip-hop, they're bringing all of it together. You're taking elements from the 70s, as well as the 80s, as well as the 90s. So you're steal- putting it all together. So stealing a bunch of elements to make your song. I got it. I think you're taking them, sampling them, and <laughs> referencing them, and making them better. Building yes. the collage. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. You're, you're, yes, it's a tapestry. <laughs> I like this one better. Greg. 
So certainly know this song. This song probably did more to define a point in time for more people than the original. Oh, I love that. I love that. Wait, were you alive uh, in 1974? Yeah, I was going to say, though, <laughs> we are biased, though, because we, we grew uh, for, up during that for us, time. For us, for sure. For, us, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. we are biased, but I, I'm, Cause wait, I'm don't going out on a limb and saying that. It was a very big song for Roberta Flack. So it was quite, a very, very oh, yeah. big deal. Was it? Okay, so. I don't know if it was as big of a deal um, culturally. Maybe that's what you're saying. Culturally, this was this was a huge song. Do you have the Billboard charting for both of them? Did, well, so obviously one won the Grammy. Did this song win the Grammy? They both too? won the Grammy. They both 1997, won the Grammy. Oh, she won the did. Grammy. Yep, Best R&B Performance. Uh, in 1974, she won the Grammy for and Record of the Year, too. So maybe accolade-wise, she was better. But I mean, it was very, both were extremely celebrated. Extremely so. And are both, both oddly, on the same 500 greatest songs of all time. That, well, that's amazing. Isn't yeah, that amazing? That's they, um, they, both, they both hit number one. And they right? both hit number one. Did Roberta write the record of the year? She no, wrote it was it written then, right for, now? No, it was written, written, written for her. her. Yeah. It was like written like for Elvis. Her. Yep. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't have this in my notes, so forgive me, I, 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 I believe there was, I believe it was written by two different people. And one of those persons was Don McLean, the, the American Pie guy. Right. Had influence on this track. And when it became so popular, he actually sued or got really upset because the original lyrics were Killing Me Softly with His Blues. And then oh. he changed it to Killing Me Softly with His Song. The song. Yeah. And something like Good that. Change. Is that right? Yep. Okay. And then, right. and then it became like a really, really big deal. And he still, I think, even as far as recently, was like, Trying to sue for, uh, for, from both songs for some sort of royalties or some sort of credit because it was so big. I didn't think I was going to get you on that one, Kev. I didn't think I was going to win you over. I, I knew I was going to fail on that. One. You tried and you made a valiant <laughs> attempt. It's that. But you'll take Roberta Flack. I just, uh, the beat doesn't. Okay. Doesn't, fine. Doesn't do it for You're me. You're not a hip hop guy. But I, I, Mikey, I got you though. I totally agree totally. though. I totally, totally agree with you though list. on the vocals and especially when I heard them again. Her vocals are great. Lauren Hill's voice is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. yeah. Um, okay. All right. Like I said, I have to go to the bullpen because my last song was going to be. I knew this was going to happen to us. Yeah. No. That. That. that and, and I get it. We've got similar tastes, and I. I'm just surprised that you were the one to pick it. I thought Mike would have because I again I never thought you would choose a Beatles song, but I'm pleasantly surprised you did. All right. Here is the song that I'm going to play. Um, the cover. This is from 1990. I'm sure you guys will know it. Okay. Oh wow! Yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. Yes, is this on your list? It's on my list. On page of, nine? Uh, no, it's oh. like of all the ones I've listed, it's on there. It's but on there. I didn't write notes for it. No, but I totally agree with you. Yes. So this is Sinead O'Connor. It's so tough to like her though, and that's what's tough for me. It's tough, it, but as a song standalone, she did a better job. Wait. Before you say anything, should I say what the song is? Yeah, sure. So the song is "Nothing Compares to You." Do you uh, know the song, Greg? Oh, absolutely. I, I Did you know it was a cover? I don't know yet. I want to hear the. I want to hear the original first. Okay. Okay. Let her. Let her. Let her get into this. Like, just get get to the chorus. So yeah. It's a really good song. Yeah. Good song. You remember this being a big deal when it came out too? I would think, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a big deal. So why? One of the reasons I think it was such a big deal, um, 
I guess MTV was kind of at the end of its music videos at that point. Right. But this video, do you remember the video? I do. It was just her. It's right? just her just face. Her face yeah. It's just her face singing. And, or maybe not black, but like very cloudy it, and dark. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it was, right? she, she was in a black, black background. background. Black, you know, right. Okay. Just right. her face. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, she had that short cropped hair, she, obviously. She Irish? She's Irish. Irish? Right. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, the you can see the emotion in her face when she's singing. Yeah. So I think, you know, the fact that we were all still watching MTV, this is like probably right when the real, real world was starting. So again, videos were still, you know, playing. Um, I think that's what brought this to prominence first. Versus the original, which never charted, yeah. never was released as a single. Um, she just did a great job with it. I mean, one of the things that was said by uh, Jody Cleese Saddle from American Eagle, she said, there's a pain in Sinead O'Connor's voice, and there probably always will be, and noted that the loneliness and longing are really highlighted on this song, and that her voice just fits the song perfectly. The way that her vocals soar, and they just leap unexpectedly, but gracefully making this ballad one of the loveliest of love songs. I love it. Um before you say who the cover, or sorry, who the original who did the original. If I were to give you a list, I think of ten artists. Okay, I think you would pick this person last. That's how I odd to me this is. Okay, so if you if yes. Okay, that's how that's how odd. I trust you. I that feel that. Okay, all right. Yeah, Go but ahead. I have a question. So it's interesting. So was the only instrument backing up Sinead O'Connor was drums? So there was drums and I and then I think a bit of like a synthesizer, synth- like, like airiness. Yeah. Like yeah. So it was, it, but and Johnny Cash was just backed up by a guitar. Like there's something about a guitar cover, and even Whitney Houston with piano. just her voice. Like yeah, stripped a down. Cover, a cover that's stripped down. That's a great point. That's a very valid pow- point. Does have power. It's a very good point. That's a very very good yeah, point. I think, I think you're right. Very similar to, to Johnny Cash's. The emotion of the voice here is, is what comes out. So. All right. So the cover was done by Sinead O'Connor. The original is here's the original. Again, I think I could give you ten choices, and you'd go. You'd pick the other nine first. Is it Atari? Came out in 1985, and not released though by this artist. It's been seven hours and thirteen days since you took your love I might like this one better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, until that. Go ahead, Kev. Who is it? So it was actually released by a band called The Family. Okay. Who was headed up by Prince. That's Prince. Yeah. It's his song. He wrote Prince's it. Song. Wow. So he had a side project at the time. This is 1985, 1984, 1985, called The Family. Um, and he wrote this song and produced it for... The family obviously sang on it and played yeah. guitar, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, this would is you? Friends. Right? You would never. You would never. I do, I, I, I'm, I'm it's digging, good though, isn't I'm it? This yeah, version. yeah. And this is where I think some of my like problems in my head, and I overthought it was. I I think. Wait, do I like the cover because I like the person better than I like the original? And then, or do I like what like like how odd it is that they covered it? Like some of those things came into my thought. All right, well done. I, yeah. I think for me, again, what you talked about with Johnny Cash, the stripped down aspect of it and Sinead's delivery, um, I think is what elevated to this a whole other level. So yeah. that's why I picked it. All right. This one is something that I chose because I truly believe the cover is better, um, but it is also fitting for the company. Okay. Okay. People that are here. Mm-hmm. You mean? Yeah. This was released in 1970. 
and remade in 1993. I don't know whether to play the original first or whether to play the remade one first. Which one will we know better? I'm, I know you're going to know the cover. So I'm going to play the cover. And I'm going to ask you honestly, did you know that it was a cover? Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. This is Nirvana from MTV's Unplugged, released the 18th of February, 1995. Oh, you might be hurting me again on this one, but no, this is good. The cover. Do you know the original? Of course. You do know the original. Do you yeah. know the original too? Greg, do you know these? You know this one? Okay. Yeah, I All know right. this one for sure. I, I, I don't think I know the, the original. Did you have the album Nirvana Unplugged? That's what this is from, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. I don't know if I had the album or the CD at the time. Yeah, well, that's what I, yeah, I meant. CD, the CD, the CD yeah, yeah. probably. We, we were CDs um, back then. But no, this was... Um, this it, was, was, a, it, was a, it was a big album when it came out, for sure. I like the Unplugged better than the their, uh, their album. Then, then, uh, yeah, agreed. I agreed I, I would watch. Yeah. I, I would listen to Unplugged over the album all day long. Yeah. They did a really good job with that. This is the original. This is David Bowie, 19, uh, November of 1970. He yep. recorded. And I, I, I just feel like his vocal, maybe they were doing something like with the phasing or the filtering or the, the effects. It's just... I, okay. I, I see what you're saying with that. It, it is a little weird on the vocals. It's a little weird. Yeah. And it's but, and on purpose. I'm sure that they did it on purpose. It then was made by um, a Scottish singer, Lulu, in 1974, which was actually produced by Bowie and a, a, another guy named Ronson, who's actually famous for that guitar riff. It's a great guitar riff. Yeah, oh, it's absolutely awesome. But then Nirvana turned it turned like tuned their guitars down a half a step and made it almost this like dragging dark deep kind of feel i like their version better so not drop d they they went the whole thing down a the step. whole thing a whole half half yeah. step. yep yep so that one i feel is better mikey do you agree with me nirvana for sure okay good kev no um i'm close i don't know I, do you know how many covers are on that nirvana unplugged no i think there's four yeah, oh. Aren't there two Bowies and then there's two meat puppets too, I think. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So there's a lot of covers on that. In 19... Oh, sorry. In 2016, at a Grammy Awards party, the surviving Nirvana band members, Chris Novacelic, Dave Grohl, and Pat Schmier, band, uh teamed up with Beck and did uh, The Man Who Sold the World, which is what that song was, The Man Who Sold the World, as a tribute to Bowie who had died the month before. Ooh. Which That'd is kind of cool. Which is kind of cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Beck's great, by the way. Beck is really good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do like that one better. All right. Okay. So now, as we wrap this up, because we're going to have to do a part two of this. Totally. Because I have like eight or nine more yep. that are like as important to me as those. Yep. If not even more important on some of them. But here's what I wanted to do before we go. Give me one song that we will know the, uh, the cover really well because mm -hmm. it's so popular or because it has um, gotten so many accolades or is just in pop culture or whatever. It's really, really popular. But that you might not know, that we might not know, was actually a cover of something else. Okay? Is that fair? Right. So do you want us to just play the original? I w you know what? However you want to do it. If okay. you want to give us a little bit of the, the one you think we know and then tell me that it's a cover. But I want, I want to give you mine... Okay. But I, you want me to go first? 
Yeah, if you okay. want to. Okay, all right, all right. I'll start this off. This one's a bit difficult because it's, there's actually a few different versions that were made. So the, the one that I know that you know for sure is this. Oh, yeah. This is Marvin Gaye, 1968, from the album In the Groove. This is I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Iconic. Iconic. On, now, the, on the top 500 songs Absolutely. Of all time. And be, right? considered one cover. of the most important songs of all time. But I wouldn't make it number one because no, it's a cover. But right. yeah. it's still fantastic. Did you know it's a cover? Yeah. Okay. Do, who is the original? I think it's Gladys Knight and the Pips, Okay, right? so Gladys Knight and the Pips were given the song in 1966. Okay. Yeah. Because they wanted to come to Motown, but they were very hesitant to come to Motown because they were they knew that the um, the Supremes Wait, were like. Is there a cover too? There's a, there's actually someone even before them. So her version, which came out in 1966, actually 19, just beginning of 1967, went to number one, and her version was huge and came yeah. out before Marvin Gaye's. Correct. So technically, his is the cover. So wait, do we consider hers as the original? No, you're saying there's an original. Somebody to this. technically recorded it even before. I them. don't think I know that. So I'm, and well, it was I'm, in Motown, but they were asked to hold it so that she could release this song, so that Gladys Knight and the Pips could release this version, and she killed it. She did great. It was a Billboard top of the charts, and it was the biggest selling Motown single to that date. But technically, in 1966, early 1966, somebody recorded it beforehand. Little Stevie? No. And I do believe it is the best version, and that's Smokey Robinson. Oh, no way. And here's his version. And maybe it's just his phrasing or his coolness or his just like soul, but it's way better. So this is my did you know it's a cover? Because I think the original is the best. He's so smooth, right? Man. I love him. It's phrasing too. Yeah. Come on. Oh, this, this is great. I had no idea. Yep. The miracles. Technically, the miracles. Smokey Robinson, the miracles. But it was on the miracles. 1966. What was the song? The first podcast we ever did it was Michael McDonald's song that I had. Was it Dave Matthews or what? Yeah. That I had no idea. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's how this. I thought Gladys Knights was the original. Of course, everyone does. And technically, it was the first released, but but not the first recorded. But he actually he recorded. recorded it first, and it was asked to hold it. It's like we got to give this hit to Gladys. This is terrific. And if you really spend some time with it and listen to where he goes vocally, it's unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's mine. awesome. All that's right. great. That's Who wants to go next? Okay. So my original. Um, well, one, I thought you were going to get mad at me because I was going to pick the Beatles, which you did. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this one, I thought for sure you might also, and your dad too, maybe, because Ooh. I know your dad dislikes the treatment of somebody that I have on this <laughs> podcast. So I'm sorry about that, Mr. Nick. Um, <laughs> but let's play this because I think this is a better original than the cover. You nothing but a hound. Oh. It's really good. I mean, it's way bluesier for sure. Who is this? This is uh, Miss this is Big Mama, Big Mama Thornton. Yeah, Big Mama Thornton. The name of the song, obviously, is Hound Dog, which yeah. Elvis Presley uh, popularized in the fifties. Guess what? It, no, it's definitely better. This is rich right here. Okay? It's so real. I mean, listen, bluesy, yeah. And 
Have you ever seen videos of her playing the guitar? No. She is a, a larger black woman right. in a big, like, big dress swinging around his guitar and just wailing blues on it. It's awesome. Just listen to her belting it out. You just don't have dog. I mean, Elvis doesn't have no, that. No, nope. his is so clean. You can't get down like this. You just, she, he doesn't mean it like she does. Yeah. This is it. Do you want me to play? Does it even matter to play the original? Everybody knows nope, the original, right? No, you don't need to. Nope. So this is the original that I think is better yeah. than the far more well-known cover. Big Mama Thornton, Hound Dog. You have my support. All right. All right, so this is my last cover. I had to dig deep into the uh, backup list to get this. Okay. But it's a huge song. It uh, spent 14 weeks at number one. Wow. Released in 1992. Okay. Sold 20 million copies, making it the most successful female song of all time. Wow. Most successful female song of all time? Correct. Wow. At the time. Up until that point. Right. Holy smokes. Okay. So here is Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah. This is on my list. Oh. Yeah. So good. I would only be in your way. Get get to the get to her get to the thing like two thirds of the way through, please. Where she's just going. you to try to just hold those notes when you're in your car by no. yourself for just a second Not a never mind having the control and vocal like range that well, she I mean, what what a voice I mean, unbelievable voice unbelievable i play the original because it is so epically different and, and yes. to me what was and important was a lot of people outside of yeah music experts yeah. don't don't know this was a right no for sure i think it's surprising to anyone for you to tell them that it that it was originally done by who who you're gonna say? So I'll I'll play it first and then okay. Greg, you know that one, right? I do, and what uh, what I'm seeing here is um, I remember Dolly Parton talking about that song, and she's fully supportive of it. Yeah, Dolly Parton made ten million dollars because of royalties from oh, yeah, no kidding because of the sales of Whitney Houston. Yeah, because yeah, wow. she's the writer. That makes sense. So here's Dolly. hers is gr- hers is good. It's very good, but. The power and just amazing vocal range that Whitney has. It just, it, to, it, it transformed the song into something different. It's definitely different. Well, it, it, it but, but hey, that criteria. A point that I've made before on this podcast is that what Greg just said kids out there that wanted to get into music, yes. write. Yeah. Because you make way more as a writer than you do as a performer. Absolutely. The writing credits, the publishing credits. That's yes. what makes that's the, where the money. money. Is. Unless your live stuff you can do. but Unless you want to be on the road. If you were in it for the money, be a writer. Be a writer. Yeah. This is 1974 from Dolly Parton. Wow. All right, well done. Well done. All right, I want to give you guys one bonus song that I'm going to I'm gonna really take a shot that the three of you have no idea on. We have no idea that, it, that it's a cover? Correct. And, and uh, Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, and then this is really hard because you guys each know so much about music in your own like lanes, in your own departments in your own categories, but I'm going to pick a song that I didn't think that I'm going to say that you don't know that was actually originally done by this band. Okay. So I'm going to go backwards. Wait, are you giving me the original? Nope. You're giving me the cover. First, I'm going to give you the cover okay. and you're going to go. Yeah. 
Okay. I know that that was a cover. Then I'm going to give you the original. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So you know this song. This is Mariah Carey. No, I can't forget the scene oh, yeah. Mike, you know it? I do. Greg? Certainly know this 1994? song. 1994? I don't know the original. Okay. Did you know that it was a cover? A- any of you? Yes. Yeah. You didn't know it was a cover? Not offhand. Nope. Okay. Who did the cover? Who did the original, I should say? Sorry. Wait, play the second one. I, I think you're right. I think there might be multiple versions. I believe the one I know is Carly Simon? No. Harry Nilsson, 1971. Harry Nilsson. This is his version. I think it's the most popular version. Hang on. I know, Kevin. No, I, and his voice is incredible. This is 1971. Is this from Nilsson Smilson? Yes, it is. Okay, great yes, album. And, and if I may, this is it's him in his bathrobe. In his bathrobe. Just being as silly and as odd as he was. But his voice is incredible. I didn't know. But do you know who the original is? God bless. Let me think. Because if there's anyone that would know, I thought it would be you or Mike. Because I feel like you guys... The original was done by none other than Badfinger. Badfinger. Nope. Yeah. I took a shot. I figured you guys would not know that they Wait, were the original. Did McCartney write it for him? Yes. McCartney did write it for him. Well, oh, did I screw you up? That's okay. No, no, not at all. That's exactly right. So, in 1961, there was a group called the Ivies, which was the first group to be signed to the Beatles' Apple label in 1968. But they realized that the Ivies wasn't really going to work, so they renamed themselves Badfinger because that was the working title of With a Little Help from My Friends, <laughs> the song that I started with you from the Beatles. It, you bring, bring it all it full the way back. circle. I it love was it. called like Bad it. Finger Boogie. And so because they were such Beatles fans, they named their group Bad Finger. And this was written by Paul McCartney. And it's maybe my little way of saying, I'm sorry, Beatles, that I like the cover better than your original. Yeah. But this is actually the original of this song and it has been described by many to be one of the greatest ballads the killer song of all time but I think Mariah's version is the best better than Nelson's yeah again it's maybe it's the Whitney Houston thing but the where she goes vocally and what she can do with her control and range I can't believe it but yeah, Bad Fingers the original, and, and but McCartney but wrote McCartney it. McCartney wrote it. Yes. Um, so you want to talk about royalties and <laughs> and and money? Oh, yeah. Because how many people? Lennon McCartney. I mean, they they, they yeah, sold they, that catalog <laughs> for what, probably a billion. Um, and then now, and John Lennon was like a good friend of Harry Nilsson too. That's so correct. They, they, they were best buddies. Yeah, they, they did a lot of collabs. Yes, too. they did. Oh, yes, they did. Fantastic. So, with that, as we go out, I will say thank you so much. There would definitely be a part two to this, so look for that because there were so many songs that we did not include. But we will see you. Next time. Your sorrow shows. Yes, it shows.